1: download the free anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started so what are you waiting for podcast stardom is within your reach do you read stephen king good news there's a club for you the losers club every friday us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of king's dominion we sink our teeth into each of king's novels dive deep into the lore and review every adaptation even better we're always having guests over Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris. The list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights.
0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's an interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, big hello to all of our subscribers. Thank you so much for staying with us every single week. I know we put out uh, a lot of interviews and always appreciate you checking them out too. Uh, new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hopefully you get inspired if you haven't already to give the series a rating, uh, leave a review, all of the stuff that you're supposed to do when you get into Podcasts. If you're not a subscriber, take the chance to hit the subscribe button, for it is a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, what they're up to, what they've done, what they're going to do, that whole song and dance. Uh, grab your listening device, type in Kyle Meredith with, and subscribe away. I'm Kyle Meredith. So today my guest is one of my all-time favorite artists. And I'm talking like all-time favorite artists. If you could call anyone the David Bowie of our era, at least in the idea of what that might mean, it is this guy right here. I'm talking about Beck. He's back with a brand new record called Hyperspace. This follows up the uh, 2017 record Colors, which was a very pop record. And the thing about Beck, it's he sort of does one or the other a lot of the times. You get a uh, singer-songwriter-style record, or you get a cool, weird electronic record, or you get a pop record, or some version of all of that. But rare do we get a record that kind of has everything all at once. And this new record, Hyperspace, is that. And Beck and I are going to get into how the record came to sound this way. Uh, Pharrell has a lot to do with that. That is kind of his conspirator this time around. So there will be some high praise thrown to Mr. Pharrell Williams. And again, the, the vibe that kind of stems from them working together. This is a record for the nighttime, but it's not a party record. In fact, I'm going to talk about that. When you when you look at the track list, even just the track list, you're going to see words like dark places Everlasting Nothing, Die Waiting. So I'll ask Beck, what's going on on this record? What's on his mind this time around? We'll talk about life in the information age, get the story behind the first single that we heard, "Saw Lightning, one of my favorite songs of the decade. And then we'll also talk about videos. Beck is known for his videos. He's made some iconic, amazing videos in his past. Uh, hopefully if you checked out one of his latest videos for Uneventful Days, there are some definite nods to his past. It's not the first time he's done that, but we'll get into that appeal and what it's like being tied to vision so strongly in people's nostalgia and fashion we're going to talk about fashion because with beck you sort of get that you get music you get visuals and then he shows up uh you know next to the runways and he's always got the coolest clothes on so we're going to hear what he gets from that art form as well so let's jump into this we're going to talk about the brand new record called hyperspace it's kyle meredith with beck hey kyle I I got to tell you that uh, uh I think Hyperspace is easily in my probably top 3 albums that you've ever done. I'm I'm so in love with this. Congratulations.
2: No way. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that makes me so happy.
1: I love the the vibe. It's got this really great vibe that, that you're kind of featuring on this. And I was thinking, you know, I, I'm here in Kentucky. We have Cage the Elephant right down the road from us in Louisville, you know, from Bowling Green and everything. And and had loved what you did with them in Night Running. It almost feels like this album, not sound-wise from that song, but it does kind of put me back in that concept of what Night Running is. But the lyrics <laughs> aren't what I would call the party atmosphere for the nighttime. I mean, when you've got, you know, title's like like dark places and everlasting nothing, I, I, I'll ask this broadly: <laughs> What's going on on this record? I don't know. It's it's weird. It, this record
2: kind of made itself. You know, I started it with Pharrell, and he kind of helped set the tone. His take on what I do is, he's like, "You're you're a singer songwriter," you know, and you know, I guess maybe that's a ter- that's a specific term. Maybe I'm a record maker. I sort of obviously go between genres and I kind of don't really adhere to a specific sound, but I think he, in his mind on this record, we're going to find some place between kind of what he does and a singer songwriter thing. So it has some of that kind of introspective quality, but you know, with these, more modern sounds and yeah, it's kind of a, um, it's sort of a. I don't. So we worked on these songs over a number of years, and I, and I really feel like old time, especially with something like you know the everlasting nothing. It's like what is this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite know what it is. You know, I can't really define. And, I, and there's times you know when we're making loser or or Odelay uh, where I didn't really was sort of in this gray area where I don't really know what it is, and, and I think in a way that's a good place to be. That's uh, can't quite slotted into anything and i think uh this record has some introspective it's an introspective time in the world it's a there's a bit of reflection happening a little uh soul searching culturally politically personally maybe i don't know there's sort of a there's a, seems to be a season for that comes around you know in a, in a society and a culture We've been in one
1: of those moments, I think, the last few years. You know, maybe I'm then trying to draw those threads where, where they're not obvious, even when I look at the title with Hyperspace, and I read about, you know, how how the original idea comes from sort of the escape button from an old video game, but you know, the idea of life in Hyperspace in 2019, I mean, especially coming from the guy who named one of his records The Information, you know, this is a, a time when, you know, more information is being thrown at us than, than ever before, which... Almost makes the, you know, a a phrase like uneventful day be tongue in cheek.
2: Exactly. We're sort of inundated, but at the same time, I feel like we've been in this moment, you know, and I was especially feeling it last year where we're all kind of waiting for something i don't know if we're waiting for deliverance or for the other shoe to drop or disaster (laughs) like (laughs) there's sort of a limbo moment you know and you can have that in your personal life uh the sort of now what right you know where do we go from here so i you know that song i think speaks to that and a sort of not not Completely direct way, not not in a overly obvious way, but sort of summons that that mood of the moment.
1: Does Does Lightning find itself going down the similar path? Yeah,
2: Saw Lightning was a real. I'd I'd say that was one of the real collaborations with Pharrell. We just sort of built that from the ground up together. And you know, I was just playing the slide, and then he put a beat, and then I was playing piano, and it's sort of this back and forth, and we made this big mess. And it was just completely spontaneous. There was a day I saw lightning, you know, and uh, I think that has to do with sort of cataclysmic events, you know, whether they're personal or in the culture and the sort of the things that wake you up. They're sort of full of anxiety and dread, but also maybe make you appreciate what you have or had as well. You're sort of woken up from the spell of your day to day.
1: I mean that track in itself by the way that's that's not just one of my favorite songs you've ever done that's that's probably one of my favorite songs of this decade it's it's been so fun to hear that and the balance that you're talking about how how you achieve that you know that that sound and and kind of that um the content, it's, it's so well done. Thank you so much. Yeah. Collaborators mm-hmm. have been a, a big part of the, the story, you know, for, uh, for this record, for the last one with with, uh, with Greg. and the... I, I sort of wonder, you know, when it says Pharrell, it says also co-written and not just co-produced. And, and how much does that alter your original vision? Well,
2: I didn't have an original vision other than I want to work with Pharrell and I want to, I want to go out of where I work and my automatic go-to instincts and go into some other place, you know, where, and then he comes out of where he's, where he's living and, and, you know, he collaborates with so many people. He's really adept and brilliant at finding some middle ground and we we were i think we were so open with each other that we just defaulted right there it was almost no work involved you know i mean the uneventful uh, everlasting nothing is the first song we did together the first day and then saw lightning was from that first week and you know so it's been a it was a very uh natural kind of coming together and and what i love about this kind of collaboration is here's somebody i admire so much and it requires a kind of surrender and also surrender to your own kind of sense of comfort where you're in a musical place where you feel like you you can just default and and you can't really do that in this situation I really had to kind of bend and stretch into some other kind of things and and that's that's where you grow you know that's where you find something new and and um one of the The great things about working with Pharrell, besides his energy and the kind of undefinable quality that he has, which is very, very special, very, very unique, is a sort of affirmation, you know, this sort of confident positivity that there's some sort of greater hand involved in all of this. So, I don't know, it's always a learning experience working with somebody, and uh, so I feel really uh, fortunate to get to have, have worked with the people I've worked with.
1: I did love how you called him a um, a master minimalist because I think that's a, the perfect way to paint what what he does. It's just mind-blowing how he does so much with so little.
2: It's really a magic trick and it's something I wanted to see up close and I still even even when you see a, a master magician in front of you, you can't you don't know how they do it. <laughs> and I think what it is is he has such a deep instinct on what's essential in a song. That he can focus right in on that thing and he doesn't need anything else. Whereas I throw a bunch of ideas and there's something special in the song, but I'm, I, I wouldn't necessarily be able to define what is the thing that's the most essential. It's in amongst other things. Some people are taking, taking photos in a little square format and he's taking in a full panorama, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> the big picture.
1: Well, I'll say all, all of your musical ideas. That it makes it really fun for headphone listening, though. You know, all those past records where there's a ton of things happening. It's uh, very onion-skinned in that way, I guess. Well, uh, I hope so. Uh, and, and I'll go to the lighter side, too, because uh, Uneventful Days, uh, the video was so cool to watch. It's not the first time that you've been self-referential in, in a video. You know, there have been other times where we've seen some of your, your past kind of creep into those. But I started thinking, you know, for an artist that's that's been so tied in, so, you know, known as sometimes as much for... The images as, as for the music. I guess what I'm asking is kind of what that's like, if, if it's even present of mind to know that, you know, there are moments of your history that's so locked in with this one fictional sort of image that we got, you know, from a, from a TV screen.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's part of emerging from a time where MTV was such a presence in the culture. And in a lot of ways, it was just so unscripted. It was, there was, there was almost no calculation at all. It was, so, it was so just spontaneously of the moment and just sort of making things with friends with, without a lot of thought. Or I, I think at the time I really, probably one of the great visual musicians of the time was Bjork and she, there was such uh, thought and care put into her visuals her visuals were so so iconic and and realized you know my stuff was much more like hey i got a camera like i'll stand over in front of this wall we'll take a picture <laughs> like let's shoot a video i got some film in my freezer you know i look i love film and i think the visual side of music is so so important like that uh the great musicians are all inextricably linked to the music you know and uh um, my only maybe maybe i even regret not doing a film or something like that like like prince doing purple rain or the beatles with their their films hard day's night or don't look back with dylan you know those are all these really there's something that amplifies the music you know brings these different layers to it so hopefully we got to do a little bit of that with the, with the videos back in the day
1: i mean it's not too late to tackle any of that movie wise <laughs>
2: I know. Well, you know, yeah, we could, I, I, I'm probably, you know, it's funny. I was just in New Orleans for a week, uh, did Voodoo Fest, and uh, I, had a, I had a friend of mine, this young guy, ca- cameraman, and we, we filmed a ton of stuff in New Orleans. And so, you know, maybe we'll make something with that. I'm I, the album cover this time was something that I shot with with a friend and we just did it in a half an hour and there was no there was no record company involved, no nothing i just we just hopped in my car and went down the street and took some photos and made an album cover so there's something that's kind of going back to my roots in a way
1: the um the other side that we see you know every now and then pictures you you still pop up at fashion shows and i started thinking with a lot of artists you know if it's music maybe a lot of artists stop listening to new music but it seems like if you're in the fashion world it doesn't play that way like once you're in you kind of stay in and what do you get from that art form still from from the fashion art form that kind of keeps you interested
2: well it's funny i i to me, like, I didn't grow up with money where I could go and really explore that side. Also, I kind of grew up in a period of questionable fashion, you know, <laughs> an era of fanny packs and uh, stonewashed jeans, <laughs> which, you know, actually are, are quite uh, trendy at the moment. But I grew up in going Salvation Army for stores, and, and so I kind of discovered these treasures, you know, suits from the 50s. And that, that's a lot of what I wore as a teenager the clothes that were from the 50s and 60s and so i think it's more that fashion is is linked to music and and i so i have friends who part of what they do is sort of they're trying to trying to create this this world you know where uh part of the costume has to do with music and that sort of idea that we project of fashion into music so you know i have a really really old friend of mine did saint laurent for years and you know, what's great is, you know, we, we grew up with a lot of the same music, so he'll make those perfect boots, which is what, what, what they wore in the Velvet Underground in 1967, you know, you could never find that boot, but now they're recreating it, so there's something, um, that's sort of living out that kind of fantasy in a way, but, you know, I, I think fashion is, it's, it's, I don't think there's any rules to it. You know, I came up in a time of anti-fashion as well. Bands just wore jeans and T-shirts and uh, there was a beauty in that as well. Uh, But I'm a fan of the Beatles with their matching suits as well. Or uh, Hendrix and his kind of uh, melange of juxtaposed (laughs) military and snake skin and feathers. You know, they're all sort of costumes for, for ritual and performing music. It's a ritual. So that's something that goes back to the earliest earliest times of being a human
1: well i absolutely love how you put it all together and it makes being a fan that much more interesting uh to seeing how you kind of work with all the art forms and and you know how it arrives in the music i thank you again for the music for everything you've done but especially for this new record hyperspace i'm so in love with it and uh and beck it's been such a pleasure talking to you today yeah and yeah uh, i can't wait to see the uh hear these songs live yeah uh, come see us for sure, absolutely, man. All right, uh, thanks so much, and, and take care. Yeah, take care. My eternal thanks, Beck. The new record is called Hyperspace. I cannot thank him enough for the time right there and the music, and to you for checking out the episode as well. Thank you so much uh, again. If you're already subscribed, hopefully you know you, you'll leave a comment, give a review, rating, whatever you're inspired to do. If you're not, uh, hit that subscribe button. You can do it anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. That includes iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Stitcher, Acast, NPR. Just grab your favorite listening device, type in Kyle Meredith with, and subscribe. And after that, you can head to wfpk.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. That's wfpk.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, Facebook, slash Kyle Meredith, And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.
2: Hey, if you want to grab one more question, because I feel bad I just talked about fashion almost the whole time.
0: (laughs) When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.